This podcast is a presentation of University of California Television. Like what you hear? Consider making a donation at uctv.tv slash donate so we can continue to bring you more great programs. I have the privilege of uh, being the interim director of the Stein Institute for um, Aging Research as well as the Center for Healthy Aging. As, and in addition, I'm chief of the Division of Geriatrics, Gerontology, and Palliative Care. Uh, so I'm thrilled to be with you here today I, uh, to learn about healthy aging together and from our wonderful speakers, from the posters outside, and in our conversations with each other. Um, in addition to the roles um, listed on this slide, I've had the privilege of being a geriatrician for about 30 years And I view geriatrics as the happiest medical discipline because everyone I see has made it to old age. (laughs) So really all are success stories. As part of witnessing my um, patients' adventures in aging, as I like to call them, um, I've learned a lot from them. And I try to incorporate what I learn from them as well as from my um, family and friends and and, and others. So um, I'm going to share with you some of what I have uh, observed over the years as some of the factors that really are supportive of healthy longevity. So let's start with definitions. I really view healthy longevity as a state of well-being. And I uh, believe, like many others, including the World Health Organization, that everybody can experience this state of healthy longevity. Um, You don't have to look like the people on the top uh, right here who look like they've just finished a strenuous workout and they're still smiling uh, to be considered one who's experiencing healthy longevity. For example, like the woman in the blue top, um, you might have a mobility impairment that is supported with a walker, but able to do your activities you want to do with that support. Also, you might be like the woman crossing the street who's severely hyperkyphotic but still managed to go about her daily business with a smile on her face. So to expand on the prior slide, uh, healthy longevity is a heterogeneous uh, state. Uh, So it looks different for every person, and um, including, and many factors influence this, including but not limited to genetics, environment, habits, psychological and physical characteristics, and more. And healthy longevity can vary over time uh, for each of us. At times, we will be you know, paragons of healthy longevity, and other times, not so much. So what are some of the factors that contribute to healthy longevity? I'm going to talk about these t- today with you. So um, they include keeping active physically, mentally, and socially, having a positive outlook, and being resilient. Again, these are just a few but the ones I'll talk about. So for all these activities, the phrase um, use it or lose it is very true. Uh, So the physical activity guidelines for the Americans, uh, physical activity guidelines for Americans from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services recommends to move more and sit less with some activity better than none. So that's a good starting place. Um, As we all know, physical activity can take many forms and um, is illustrated in the images here, and really includes any activity that involves movement. So, you know, lifting weights, swimming, playing basketball, doing a form of chair exercise, or my personal favorite now is pickleball. So, you know, any of these are, are really excellent forms of physical activity. 
Walking is a very common way that we all gain to physical activity, and we'll be doing that today. Um, and mixing it up is also a good thing. So d- doing different types of physical activity is very helpful. And the, um, the really four main types of physical activity that um, we talk about, um, they are, uh, and they're generally recommended. First is aerobic exercise. These are activities that get your heart rate up, they get your breathing a little faster, they help in- improve your endurance. Uh, so that's the first one. Um, the second is strength activity. So doing things that increase your inevitably losing or loss of muscle mass with age. This is a normal part of aging that we all get less muscle mass. And one way to counteract it is to do strength training. So strength training means, you know, it could be lifting weights like the lady with the pink weights. It could be getting an exercise band and using just, you know, working against resistance. It can be using your own body weight to you know, get to, to work against resistance. So doing squats, for example, or doing push-ups, for example. Another uh, component of physical activity is flexibility. So these are, um, or which you can do with stretching. So stretching is probably the best way to maintain, to maintain flexibility. And again, with age, it is a normal part of aging to get stiffer. And so it, it's important that as we age, we keep up these stretching exercises. You can all do them in your chairs today. You can push your lower back against the, the back of the chair. You can do some upper, you know, upper back exercises. You can do some twists. Um, so things like this we should incorporate if we, can, if we can in our daily activities. And the last component of physical activity that matters is balance. So again, balance is a multifactorial thing. To maintain good balance takes a lot of different inputs from your brain, your, um, your body, um, your, your sensory system. So to keep that good, again, it's a practice. You can practice doing balance exercises. So that can include, you know, to toe walking. It could be holding on to something and standing on one leg, and then as you get more confident, to let go. It can be a whole variety of things, but again, um, practicing these things is very um, important for um, maintaining your um, health over time, both body and brain. So the next activity, mental activity. So in the similar theme of use it or lose it, maintaining cognitive or mental activity is important for healthy longevity. So it these things can take many forms and um, can be done by yourself or with a group. Uh, and so, for example, here we see sitting, listening to a lecture like you are right now, uh, reading a book, playing a game of chess, and uh, working on your computer, learning a new skill, or continuing with work you, you've done. We also know that learning new things along your life is an important thing to help maintain your, your brain health. So you can learn how to knit. You can learn how to take better photographs. You can figure out what your smartphone can do for you. Uh, Visit a museum, learn a new dance. Any of these things are excellent for you keeping your brain more agile. All right, social activity. So being engaged with all kinds of people and pets is good for us. And it's good to include, mix it up again, have different age groups involved. So these pictures show you a group of men sitting there with their wheelchairs and canes. I guess they're uh, planning to get up and use the canes to walk around, too. Uh, so some of them are talking with each other. Others, presumably, are looking at an activity that's going on in the park. One guy's reading. And then the upper um, right, you have a group that looks like they're cleaning trash in a um, park, so doing a volunteer activity. Uh, that's a good form of social activity. 
the picture on the bottom uh, right is a you know, group of various aged people engaging in dance. And finally, um, the last slide is a picture of my father doing bed exercises with his best friend, Harry. Being open to new experiences is important uh, here, too. Uh, and so today you might consider engaging in new experiences by saying hello to someone you don't know and asking them why they came today. So another form of social engagement. So positive outlook. Uh, this is I've observed in my practice over the years is a really helpful thing to stay healthy uh, longer. So having a sense of optimism, being hopeful, and having confidence in a positive outcome are all important for um, living, you know, for healthy longevity. And you can see these people here. You can't tell really if they have a positive outlook by looking at them, but they're all smiling, so you, you assume it's so. And the person on the far right is someone who I can vouch for his um, positive outlook. He's a, a longtime friend of mine named Irving Tragen, who's going to be actually speaking with you all this afternoon. He's on one of our panels. And being, having a positive outlook can help you cope with adversity, it can reduce stress, and it can improve your immune system, among many other things. So, um, and even if your default is being sort of more negative, um, you can practice to be more optimistic. You can do this through mindfulness. So we've all heard about this concept of mindfulness now, and it can be employed in various ways, um, meditation practices, yoga, just, you know, deep breaths, um, many ways to do this. Another way to do it is to keep, keep a gratitude journal, which is a way to just remind yourself every day what went right, what did you have to be thankful for. And, um, and hanging out with optimistic people is also a good way to uh, get more optimistic. So having your environment be something that's positive is also helpful to uh, support this kind of outlook. All right, finally, resilience. So resilience, I define as being able to bounce back from challenges, uh, being able to adapt well in the face of adversity or other sort of bad thing. And whether it's a physical, emotional, or cognitive challenge, no one is better equipped than an older adult to carry on, in my experience. You sort of made it to your age because of many factors, and one of them is being resilient. Um, so many, there are many ways to support you know, resilience. And so we see here the gentleman on the, um, the exercise machine. Uh, so he's working out. He's working to get through his challenge. He's getting help from the, uh, looks like a physical therapist with him there to achieve that goal. You can you have devices that assist you with your challenges. So for example, the gentleman on the top right is wearing oxygen and that can help him stay independent and keep, you know, moving around and interacting. And the bottom right is a woman wearing a hearing aid to assist her with um, engagement with other people, make it easier to stay involved and active. Other ways to um, help with this resilience thing is to hang out again with supportive people. This can help support resilience, is to be with people that support that. Uh, mindfulness can also help with this thing. Meditation, prayer, yoga, helping others, all those things can help improve your own resilience. So in conclusion, these are some of the factors that I have seen in my practice support healthy longevity. And I know today we're going to um, experience many of, the, many of these ourselves, which will 
um, contribute to our own healthy longevity as we hear about these factors in the conference, as we engage with, with each other. Um, we're going to learn, we're going to get better at this. Um, so I know that we're all going to learn a lot today, hopefully have some fun while we do it. And uh, I'm going to end by saying, may we all experience healthy longevity. Thank you. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.